0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Welcome back to another page turner with Big Dog and Little Stuff. I'm I'm Stephanie Menard. <laughs> I'm
0: the Big Dog, Tom Hutchison.
1: <laughs> Interrupter. <laughs> we are actually coming to you live from Comics and More in Madison Heights, owned by the ever cool. Chris Brown.
0: Absolutely. And we want to thank him for uh, letting us sit in today, not just for the podcast, but we are here doing a little uh, impromptu setup, selling books and such as well. So yes. thank you to Chris for for giving us the, the spot.
1: I know. I feel like we're blocking all these comics. Like
0: We are, but I think this is all the uh, 50 cent stuff. So <laughs> we're, we're in the cheap zone. <laughs> we're well placed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put us in the location where everything's cheap. Thanks. I see how it is, Chris. Still love you though. <laughs> so, this week we get to do our pop culture week. Like, we, we've been kind of like going back and forth between talking about, um, you know, important things in the comic industry and trying to, you know, give share information like that we have with people. But mm-hmm. today we get to talk about fun stuff.
0: Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're like,
1: oh, yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. But I mean, we're, t- we're going to talk about Godzilla though. That's
0: there's you- no better. There's no better uh, thing to talk about. I would say that's like your those favorite. That, yeah, those that know me know that that's that that's pretty much when you're talking about the things that I like. Um, it's pretty much top of the list, no matter what we're talking about, whether it's new, old, or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're gonna marry Godzilla. It's cool, like no shame.
0: Well, look, I mean, you won't see this on the thing, but I mean, I even wrote my own. I don't know why it took me eight years to write a kaiju book. But I finally did. I, I finally found a way to, to write my own uh, giant monster book called Kaiju Epic. So if you guys are uh, interested in, in um, you know, checking out some of my comics again, I, I write for Big Dog Inc. That is my company, my publishing uh, name. And, and we do a lot of different things, superheroes, westerns and so on. And Kaiju Epic is my giant monster love note to the genre. And um, we're doing some more pretty soon, which will be fun.
1: Awesome. So we're going to talk about the newest Godzilla movie because yeah. we promised the last episode that we would do it, and as promised, I watched it. Did
0: your homework? Beautiful. I Did
1: um, and t- I honestly enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um,
0: okay. Now, is that were you were you unsure about your your ability to like it based on the twenty fourteen? Like, what what was your theoretical concern?
1: Um. Just. Like with anything that I enjoy, it
0: it, It might get ruined. It
1: might get ruined. And so I always kind of go in like thinking, okay, like it's probably going to be okay. But like, don't get upset if it's not exactly what I'm looking for. Because I mean, they're catering to more than just me. Sure. And so I have to, like, I go in kind of neutral. Like, okay, this could go either way. Don't be upset if it's not your jam.
0: Although the reality (laughs) is, I think that they absolutely catered to us. I think they catered to us quite well in, in what they did, because in a lot of cases you'll see, uh, uh adaptions or, or, reboots or whatever, and they'll tend to just lean into some weird alternate thought process of what Godzilla should be or, or whatever, you know, whether it's superheroes or anything else. This felt very, very fan driven to me. Like the guy who made it, I, his Doherty, I think was his name. Um, it was clearly a fan of, of Godzilla, the, the series, the, the character and everything. So we got a, um, to me, a fantastic monster movie that was clearly created by a, a fan who knows what the fans want to see. And one of the things that always concerns, I think Godzilla fans and, and sort of the genre in general is always that mixture between, um, you know the humans. How much humans do we get, and how much monsters do we get?
1: I need a, <laughs> I need the ratio. Yeah, Let right. Let me know
0: how this is going <laughs> to go. This I t- to be perfectly honest, I mean, I-, I think this was probably one of the best paced human to monster back and forth um, integration um, of both that that I've seen maybe in the entire series. Um, the the twenty fourteen was not only woefully lacking in, in actual monster screen time, but more so it was the way that, that Gareth took it away from us every time, you know, he would build and build and build to these moments and then Godzilla would show up and he'd be like, yes. And then, you know, he would just cut away and a, a door would close and suddenly we're, we're left with this boring army man story, you know, <laughs> and, and, that's the trick. Is if you're not going to show me Godzilla, you got to give me a story that I, I care about. You got to give me characters that I care about. And what's right. really cool is um, there's actually a there actually is a chart that exists that goes through all the Godzilla movies and it tracks uh, monster time versus you know human time. And some of the movies that have the lowest amount of Godzilla time on screen are actually some of the better Godzilla movies because they actually had cool, fun stories that were. That that engaged you when the monsters weren't there. Right. Um, So, you know, so the fact that in 2014, we didn't have as much Godzilla wouldn't have mattered if, to me, if the story of the the human characters was better and more engaging. I love the Brian Cranston stuff at the beginning and the world building of the whole thing. It's all fantastic. But, um, you know, I won't drop a spoiler here, but once Brian Cranston is no longer part of the story uh, and it's just his army man kid chasing the nuclear bomb around. Um, I just, all of that stuff was boring to me. So I thought the King of the Monsters was a fantastic back and forth. You never really felt like you were away from the monsters too long and you never felt like you were stuck with the humans for too long for me.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I thought it, um, I thought it was like paced pretty well. And, um, overall, like I said, you know, we were talking about it earlier. Like it, it had like the amount of camp that I like, that Mm -hmm. I expect, and it was funny because I was watching it with somebody, and they're like, "This is kind of corny." I'm like, "Have you ever watched the Godzilla movie? <laughs> like, do you not know how these typically go? Because, um, yeah, they're corny. Like, it's part of the it's part of the fun. It's part of the genre, yeah. In my opinion, and it,
0: it's monsters fighting each other. What I'm not sure exactly what you're looking for.
1: Like, do you really <laughs> want to make that serious? Like, too yeah. serious? Right, you right, know? right. It, it, I think it would kind of take away from the fun of it. Exactly. And, um, I mean, there was like, you know, some serious moments and, um, uh, what's her face from stranger things? Uh,
0: 11, 11. Yeah. um, I can't
1: remember. I'm so bad. Like Millie, Millie, Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown. Brown. There we go. Millie Bobby Brown. She was, um, I felt a little bit maybe underutilized. Yes, I agree. Because I think she is a really talented actress. Mm -hmm. Um, and the woman who plays her mom, Vera Formaja. Yes. Yeah. Like, and I think she's a fantastic, uh, actress too. So like they had like really strong actors in it and I just thought, there were like i wish they would have maybe especially with millie bobby brown like given her character like a little bit more mm-hmm. just because i saw a lot of potential and i know she's a great actress and i know that she could have like done a little bit more sure but i mean she still did well and it's not like she wasn't in it enough i i can always use more millie but you know <laughs> that's just me yeah. uh, <laughs> um and like the whole thing with the and i don't remember the name of the 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 three-headed Ghidorah. It was Ghidorah. Okay. So I thought that was a really it was awesome when it like first came out. You're like, oh man, like it was a really uh, like a very like wow moment, which in these kind of movies, you want that. You want that kind of wow moment. Yeah. A moment. And uh, beyond that, there was a couple of, (laughs) there's a couple little things, but there's always something in it. Of course.
0: No movie's perfect.
1: Right. Um, Overall, it was uh, extremely entertaining. And even if you're not a monster fan, I think that you can watch this movie and be entertained. Yeah. Uh, Mothra, like, was everything that I had hoped. Uh, <laughs> like, the part toward the end where uh, Mothra's fighting... Um, Rodan. Rodan. And it's just like, it was so corny and so awesome. I'm like, this is... The- I lived for that moment. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> so good. Yeah. The
0: designs were great. Um, you know, this was, this was a moment that... You know, obviously these characters existed forever, but realistically, this is the first time that this, this, this King of the Monsters was basically uh, Infinity Gauntlet, you know, for, for Godzilla yes. fans, you know, yeah. it, we've seen these characters over and over again, but in this context, we've never seen them in this context, we've never seen them in full CGI, good CGI too um glory where they're they're moving and they're running around and they're doing things that you can't do in rubber suits, you know, which is the <laughs> the history of Godzilla is the rubber suit, of course. So to me this was just it was really great to see everybody. all of the monsters got screen time. Um, they all had their own little origin stories that I they, I felt all worked across the board. Um, you've got uh, a little bit of uh, you know, Godzilla history with the the underwater city. And, um, I don't know, it, it, it all worked for me and, uh, I got to see it actually, um, thanks to a friend of mine, Mark Baum, who took myself and, uh, Alison Lear when we were up at, at Ostravaganza, um, it opened that weekend. So he was like, well, let's go see Godzilla. And I'm like, yeah, let's go see Godzilla. And he took us to, to see yeah, and I was planning (laughs) to go anyway, but he was like, well, we we're going to go to see it on IMAX. And I was like, oh, okay. I haven't seen an IMAX movie or screen in, in, in a decade. So when I walk into this thing and I'm looking at the screen and it's like what 10 stories tall it's or literally whatever. all around I'm you. Just like, You're like, Holy where does it God. start?
1: Where does it end? Right. Yeah. It's I was
0: crazy. I was already blown away. There was nothing on the screen. <laughs> and so to watch Godzilla in this format um was was mind blowing to me. I was with Allison and I was like, Look, I apologize right now. I'm gonna the next two hours I'm going to ignore you because I'm going to be right here on the screen. Locked and in. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I'm right here. And, uh, and I was not disappointed, um, at all, at all. It was a huge step up from what we got with 2014. And, um, I'm looking forward to whatever they're going to try and pull off with, with Godzilla versus Kong next year.
1: Uh, so if anybody's listening and can get, uh, Tom some advanced screening tickets, let us know because he's the biggest Godzilla oh, I fan. I not have
0: much swag for you should you get me an early screening there we go i i know a couple people i'll work on it for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll do my best yeah i'm gonna have to buy a a few drinks for these people and get them a little tipsy but you know what just let
0: me know what it takes i'm all in let me let me know what it takes we'll make (laughs) this happen but i
1: would say but you're gonna have you'll have to take me though i don't know that's fine
0: just just know that for two hours i will ignore you I'm
1: totally, you should ignore people in the movies. You're watching the movie. <laughs> now, if it's a bad movie, that's when you end up that's talking sure. to the person next to you, which I I do that when I like bored in a movie. Uh-huh. I will, I will be that jerk, but I'm like really quiet. Like, and I get right up on that person's ear. So I'm not <laughs> bugging anybody right. because that's annoying. But, um, so this is just a question that I thought of cause you brought up the, um, the IMAX. Sure. Is, so is there a movie that you wish you would have seen in the theater that you didn't catch in the theater and you had to watch it like on a regular TV. And it was like, it was one of those kind of movies that you think the spectacle would have been more grand and more exciting if you saw it at a movie theater.
0: I'm not sure because usually that is my thought process. I'm like, you know what? This probably needs to be seen on the big screen. Like for, for example, the Marvel movies, there was a gap where I had not seen any in the theaters for a long time, like almost a year. And then infinity war came around and I was like, okay, if, if I'm going to see, these, if I'm going to see something on the big screen, this is probably the one. Right. So I tend to. That's usually my my movie experiences are the ones that deserve the big screen because there's tons of like general horror movies, general comedy movies. Most of that stuff works on your home theater. Right, it, it, right. It's not really going to take much away from it. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know that I've missed anything honestly. That uh, uh, because I make a point. Of, of seeing those specifically if I really want to see it. Um, but I will tell you that IMAX is now far more on my radar than it ever has been in the past. Cause I'm sitting here thinking, well, it's the big screen. The big screen is the big screen. Uh, no, There's IMAX is screen. the much bigger screen. And that just, and that, you know, there are movies that deserve that.
1: I think, yeah. I think so too. And like the last movie I saw in IMAX was the uh Legends of the Guardians, the um the, the, owl. the owl movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm obsessed with owls. Okay. So it's kind of like a thing. And so they I I lived um close enough to the Henry Ford Museum and the IMAX theater. So I was like, Oh yeah, man, I'm going to see this in IMAX. And it was just like I know it's just a cartoon, but it was amazing. It oh, like, sure. like all the flying and like all the action sequences. And like, I mean, it was really, really incredible. And, um, so yeah, the IMAX experience can be, if it's something, especially that has a lot of action or that you're really like excited about seeing, I think it's definitely worth showing out the extra money. Sure. Um, I, I'm uh, like kind of bummed with myself that I didn't see, um, the last, uh, the last, um, Avengers movie and game End game uh, in the theater, because I, I have a small bladder and everybody who knows me knows this. And it's the same reason I haven't gone to see, uh, Stephen King's it part two. I was going to go this weekend. Is it overly long. It's almost three hours. Oh, it is. Okay. It's 169 minutes. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Um, and, you know, I had planned to go see that on Sunday. And then I'm like, wait a minute, dude, I'm going to have to leave, like, at least two times. <laughs> Even if I don't drink anything for, like, two days beforehand, like, my bladder will find a way. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, And I rented it when it came out. And it was, like, there's a lot going on. And I have a decent-sized TV. It's, like, 55 inches or something. Sure. So yeah, it's not, yeah. like, it's not tiny. But I felt like I kind of missed out, uh, like, on that experience. I try to go see movies, like, you know, like you said, that I feel like, okay, like, I have to see this on you know at the movie theater yeah i saw jurassic park in the movie theater like (laughs) six times right it was like and to this day that is one of the greatest movies in my opinion one of the greatest experiences uh, i've had in movie theater and um even the sequels can't compare because the the original uh cgi and everything they did in the first one even watching it now Mm. it the, the other the rest of them just they don't stack up as well the visuals aren't as great the stories are still interesting, and I still love them, but mm, Jurassic Park will always be my best movie experience at the movie theater. Well,
0: I'm going to I'm gonna blow you away. I don't know if you've ever heard this story before, uh, talking about six times in the theater. Now, we've all seen movies multiple times in the theater. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've seen, uh, back when Star Wars was coming out when I was a kid, I saw Empire Strikes Back like eight times and Return of the Jedi. You know, ridiculous. But <laughs> I took that to a different level when the prequels first came out. So we had all been waiting whatever it was, 20 years, you know, to have a Star Wars movie again. And at the time I actually owned my own comic book store. And so we were all talking about it. Oh my God, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. So I decided, okay guys, we're going to shut the store down for the day on when the, when Star Wars releases, this is episode one now. And we're going to take all my customers. We're going to go, we're just going to have a big customer. We're all going to get tickets. We're going to go see Star Wars. That's so cool. And And we did it. But, Not just go see Star Wars, not just the midnight show. We all bought tickets for every show for the day. The midnight show and then all five of the day shows. Oh
1: my goodness. So we
0: shut down the store for the entire day for Star Wars Day. There were about 15 of us that all had tickets to go (laughs) for six consecutive showings of this movie. Only two of us made it to the final Sixth showing.
1: That's all. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a lot of time to be in a movie theater, and
0: it's a lot of time to be in the theater with episode one. Let's be honest. Yeah,
1: no, those. So I yeah, didn't like it. It
0: was me. And it was actually three of us. Three of us made it to the final, and one guy, as we were standing in line to go back in for that final time, and we all looked like we had been through hell
1: because <laughs> you had been. Several
0: we had times. <laughs> been. He just was like, "Dude, I cannot do this," and so he dropped out, and it was just me and Nathan. We were the only two left. And we were like, I, even I was close. I was like, man, it's like eleven o'clock. I got to open the store tomorrow. I don't know if I can do this. And Nathan <laughs> talked me into it. He's like, look, no, you have to do this. You can't last this long, and not pull this off. Right, you and can so, see the finish line. That's right. It's two hours away, <laughs> and you're done. Um, so we went in, and we decided, okay, look, we're gonna we're gonna make this a different experience this time. So we had always kind of sat you know, roughly in the middle and so on. To, you know, we were like, nope, this time we're going all the way to the front. We took front row seats. Oh, man. And so you, you won't so be able like to see this. this. But yeah, basically, you we were sitting like in, <laughs> as a recliner, like looking up at the screen. And, uh, you know, when you're getting to like the uh, the pod races and you're right, the speakers are basically 20 feet from your head. Yeah. And it's like boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. You know, it's like, oh my God. So that changed the experience quite a bit. And that, that was fun. That last episode or that last uh, that last showing was a lot of fun. But yeah, six consecutive times on opening day. And um I will never do that again.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's um <laughs> you know, that that's a lot. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends who talk about doing like the Harry Potter movie marathon sure. and stuff like that. A little that. different
0: though, because you're getting different movies.
1: Right. I don't know. But I don't know if I could do that in a theater. Like if 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 a theater was hosting that, I don't know. That's a lot of hours of movies. Nine straight movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like if I was at home and I could take a break. Sure. If I could take a nap here or there. Sure. If I can, you know, you you can't sit down that long without it affecting you physically. Like I just feel like you need to get up every now and again and stretch out your legs. No blood clots, you know, we don't want to die
0: yeah. over a movie. Take a lap around the block, come back, <laughs> start the next one.
1: Yeah. Right, exactly. So th- that's pretty incredible. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, I, I've never heard anybody. Now there's this one guy who says he's seen Endgame, like, I don't know, whatever it is, a hundred times or something. Yeah. Um, I'm, I question that a lot, but regardless, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, uh, I have all the tickets framed, you know, it was a, it was a moment in time for me and, um, It was fun. It was definitely fun. But uh, in fact, I had actually planned to do the same thing with Godzilla. Um, I was going to go see it with uh, with Allison and Mark. And then on that following Monday, when I got back from Oz, I was just going to go to the theater and just sit and watch Godzilla all day. But it turned out I had a show to go to out on the West Coast. And so I had to just boogie my way out. And uh, and leave Godzilla behind, unfortunately. So Aww. I did get to see it one more time in the theater. Um, it held up really well, even though it was a much smaller screen. I still had a good time. I was still, you know, engaged and watching and having a good time. So, um, <laughs> that
1: first viewing spoiled you a little bit. but Oh, not totally. too bad. <laughs> and,
0: and Allison, that was her first ever Godzilla movie she's ever seen in her life.
1: How did she like it? She loved
0: it. She awesome. thought it was fantastic. And I said, well, I hate to tell you this and I'm really sorry, but that was probably the best you're ever going to see. Because if you go backwards from that and you start talking about <laughs> rubber suit movies, it's probably not going to latch on. Right. Yeah, you should It's really... much easier to go rubber suit into the CG versus CG back to the rubber suit. Unless, right. you, unless you really are understanding the genre and what makes it fun, then the rubber suits obviously are, are fine. Um, but to, to have somebody start with King of the Monsters and then work backwards is probably going to be a harder sell than the other way around.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are people such as myself that are like more into practical effects. Like, yep. I do prefer if you can find a way to do something with, you know, animatronics or sure. like, you know, something that actually is tangible, I prefer it. I think CGI can be overdone even in movies where sure. you that even have to like. So it was hilarious because, um, oh, the movie, the video game movie that was based on that book, Ready Player One. Sure. Okay. Well, I had never read the book. I um, haven't and so I went to see the movie with friends because they were like, oh, the book was really good. I had no idea what I was really getting myself into right. other than the commercial. And I saw a ton of CGI and I'm just like, OK, well, but if you know the story, it makes sense. But even knowing the story and knowing why there's so much CGI, I still it was overwhelming
0: to mm-hmm.
1: me. And I can see that Um, I I didn't dislike it. I thought it was decent, but I wasn't like overwhelmed by it being that great. I was overwhelmed by the amount of CGI Yeah. again, knowing that, I mean, it had to be CGI because that's the way, you know, they have this virtual that's world. What it is. Yeah, I get it. Maybe not the movie I should have went to go see, but didn't read the book and nobody warned me ahead of time. So
0: yeah. it, it just, for me, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it's just basically a big Easter egg movie, you know, yeah. how, how do we get jaws in this movie? How do we get King Kong in the movie? Right. How do we get Godzilla in the movie? Um, you know, and it, so it was fun. But uh, and again, I didn't read the book. I'm sure the book is probably light years better, but um, the movie was enjoyable. But I, I just felt like it was one of these things, kind of like a lot of things are getting now, like with Captain Marvel, for example, I, I, I felt like Captain Marvel wasn't that great of a movie. It was, it leaned so heavily into nineties nostalgia. Like, Hey, let's just make it. That's, that's the trend now. The eighties and the nineties are so cool. So let's just set the movie back then. And oh, let's laugh. It's the blockbuster sign. Ha ha ha. Like, I'm so over that stuff. Like, that's just I, I'm done with it. Right. And and so that's what that was kind of in a way. My thing with Ready Player One was it was just kind of like you're scanning the, the 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 scenery for, you know, what do I see in the background versus is this actually a cool story? So it was enjoyable. It was fine. But um, I I didn't get the hype.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, and those—that's the reason we have opinions. Everybody sure. gets something different out of watching the same exact thing, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. Um, if you really love the movie, don't like write us hate mail because, <laughs> first of all, don't really care, yeah. and second of all, like you're entitled to your opinion, and I don't judge you. So.
0: Yeah, Go forth and love go, your stuff. You can go make your own podcast and talk about us on your podcast There about we go. how we're wrong. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, just make sure you get it right. Another page turner. Big dog little stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go. Um, another movie I saw recently, and it sucks that you haven't seen it yet because... Oh, yeah. Um, Ready or Not, yep. which is a, great. Um, great. a horror movie that came out a few weeks ago. Uh, like two or three weeks ago and I am ready to see it again. Mm. I am loved it. And I don't want to, I don't want to be like super excited about it because like, I don't want to talk like, Oh my God, it's so great because then somebody will see it and they'll be like, Oh, it's not that great. (laughs) I hate when people like overhype stuff for me, I super enjoyed it. Um, the tropes that they use in the film, they use them very playfully. Um, there's humor, there's blood. There is just like, it, it reminded me a lot um, overall of the movie cabin in the woods, Oh, okay. which I absolutely love am it. like, I, I could watch that movie every day. Love, love that movie so much because it played with its own, like it played into every stereotype. It played all that stuff up. And I love when that's done really well. Yep. Um, And I feel that, uh, you if you have seen the previews for it you kind of understand that you know this guy and this girl they get married and the family um every time somebody gets married they have to play a game and so from the commercials you can tell that they're going to be hunting this woman um and they 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 play with certain types of tropes and there's a lot of comedy but it like i said a lot of like really gory stuff mm-hmm. The characters are just funny um, and smart, and it's just—I I just overall really enjoyed it. It's one of those ones cool. I'm planning on buying as soon as it comes out, and I'm going to make everybody watch it. So if you don't see it in the theater, you're going to have to come to my house to see it because I'll have it and I'll make you watch it.
0: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you're a horror fan, so you know your your opinion has weight in in that regard, at least to me. I hope you know. so.
1: <laughs> I hope people aren't like, "Oh, her taste is crappy." Well, she
0: liked Godzilla, so you know, you're already one for one.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, yeah, I think if you like cabin in the woods and you like when, you know, tropes are played with in that way that Mm -hmm. you're going to like, uh, ready or not. And it did really well at the theater. So I'm hoping, you know, they, they left room for there to be a sequel. It doesn't need one, but if they made one, I would spend my money to go see it. Sure. Even if it's crap, they're going to get my money. (laughs) They, they sold me on the first (laughs) one. So there you go.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll, uh, We'll flip that to the other side. It's the same thing that happened with forty-seven meters down for me. Mm. Uh, I saw the first one, loved it, thought it was great, and they came up with a sequel, which just came out about a month ago. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy into that. I'll go ahead and see that again." Because, again, like you said, the first one was fun and I liked it, so we'll, we'll, I'll give you my seven dollars again. Wait, right, why um, not? It was so bad. It was <laughs> so bad. It was so painfully bad, too. It was, it was, you know. It had all of the cliches and the tropes, but they were just there. They weren't there because it was funny. They weren't there to be played with. They weren't there to be rearranged or reimagined. Or, yeah, done they in were, a different way. Right. They right. were just there and obvious and like, wow, what are we doing with this movie? The best part <laughs> of the whole thing was that uh, towards the end, um, and it was crazy because they all last a really long time. All these girls are swimming around. They last a ridiculously long time in this movie. But when the first one finally goes down, uh, again, I was with Allison, who I saw Godzilla with. She turns over to me. She says, I knew she was going to be the first one gone because her butt has been eating that bikini bottom the entire the <laughs> entire movie. And I was like, that is the greatest tagline review I've ever heard, and it is 100% right for this movie. Accurate. So, yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it was not... It was not... It had some interesting sort of callbacks to the first one. They are not direct sequels in any way, shape or form. They're just using the tagline 47 meters down. Right. So um, they did have some unique kind of fun callbacks to the first one that they went back and forth with, but um, not nearly clever enough to sort of save just another shark movie. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 It was a bummer. It was a bummer.
1: Yeah. I liked the Meg. I thought the Meg was hilarious.
0: and Well, the Meg was hilarious. Um,
1: <laughs> I enjoyed it. And I just took it like for exactly what it was. And I, I really liked it. I enjoyed the
0: hell out of that movie. Here's the funny part with the Meg for me. I hated it. <laughs> but when I left the theater, I wasn't... I, I, I felt like I had been in some way entertained. Oh, yeah. But I hated it. but I was entertained and I can't quantify this. It's really difficult. Yeah. But to me, the Meg was basically what if Disney decided to make a giant shark movie because it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't Jaws. It wasn't, it wasn't really bloody or gory or a shark movie, you know, um, that we're used to sort of. And, and, and in this case, if you go back and think about it, really only a handful of people get chomped. There's not a lot of death, even at the end when there's, when there, he's, Swimming around through India or wherever they were, mm-hmm. there's like a million people in the ocean. Like all he's got to do is just like open his mouth and swallow people, and <laughs> and you know nothing happens there. So it was entertaining. It was interesting. They had a, some interesting like underwater cool uh, the, the the submarines and the yeah you know th- it was a cool world building thing, but. Um, I actually tried to watch. It was on HBO or something. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll watch this again. Let, let's see what's happening because I like the I like Rain Wilson and you know the cast was Rain Wilson.
1: It was so it's nice fantastic. to see him and like I, every time I see him as something other than Dwight Schrute, yeah, I get excited for it because it proves that he is a really good actor. Oh yeah, and yes. he can he can be more than Dwight. And totally, I, he played like this character. Like it's like you kind of like love to hate him. Yes, and I I thought he was awesome and especially like you know, you know what ends up happening. I mean, this movie has been out forever. So mm-hmm. the way he goes down in this movie, cause he dies. I yep. mean, if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, that came out so long ago. I that's do that's not care. two years
0: ago or at least a year.
1: Yeah. So, um, but the way he goes down, it's just, it was just funny. I knew it was going to be corny and the whole premise was corny. Sure. But knowing that going in, I think made it, I just Help sat back. Out. Yeah. I just sure. sat back and went along for the ride. And one of my Marketing best friends. is everything.
0: And perception going in changes everything.
1: Oh, yeah. And my best friend's name is Megan. <laughs> and she loves sharks. Sure. So, you know, me and Megan went to go see the Meg. Yeah. And it was, we had the best time. <laughs> so, it was a good day. Good enough. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> I, I'm glad I spent that $7. <laughs> um, what was, there was another movie. Um. We're talking about, oh God, I forgot. We got too, we we went too far down the, the shark hole. Now I'm like, what? (laughs) 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 Oh, here. Okay. So I watched, um, the dead don't die, which just came out yesterday on, uh, Blu-ray. It's the zombie movie with, uh, Bill Murray. Oh, and and Kylo Ren. And yeah. And Kylo Ren, Mm -hmm. Adam, whatever driver, Driver, Mm -hmm. Adam driver. Uh It the commercial for it uh, made it look so much different than it actually was, in okay. my opinion.
0: The the trailers did nothing for me at all, and and I like Adam Driver, I like Bill Murray, but I was like, I don't know what this is or why I should give him my money.
1: Yeah, I thought. I mean, it looked to me like a a tongue in cheek like small town, like almost like a Fargo ish. Right. Type right, movie, right. Yeah. 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 Where, you know, it's just like these local cops and small town. And, you know, I was hoping to get that type of a, see, and that, again, that's probably my fault for, that's what I thought in my head going in. it. Oh, <laughs> it's like a Fargo ish type town. And, um, it is honestly so different and so dull and <laughs> so, God. um, um, and it makes me really sad because all of the main actors in this movie are incredible. Mm-hmm. They're all actors and actresses that I love. And they must have picked this movie because maybe there's a meaning behind it that I'm not getting. And sure. at the end of the movie, they have, um, there's like a guy that lives in the woods. It, it He does nothing in the movie, so you don't, I'm not spoiling anything. They mention him right away. It's not a big deal. And they do this like whole voiceover thing where I feel like they're trying to make it like, and a lot of people have made the comments about past zombie movies where zombies are you know um just like a way to talk about consumerism and a way to talk you know all these certain things and they they try to do the voiceover thing with like talking about that and i'm just like this movie it doesn't matter what the zombies are it what matters is this movie is flat as hell <laughs> it's flat like there was no crescendo there was nothing exciting not even i mean uh Tilda is in this movie. And Tilda I, Swinton? Yeah. And she plays like the most odd character, but she always she does. Always but, does yeah. but this is the most odd character she has ever played. And I can't tell you why, because it'll ruin it. So okay. you just have to see the movie. Um, just like four or five people get together and like pitch in a dollar to to like rent it. Don't, one person shouldn't have to pay six dollars to rent this on prime. I'm just saying everybody should pitch in. Oh man.
0: Because
1: I would like I feel bad that I had to like that I'm that I paid to see this movie. Well,
0: for me zombies are a hard sell. They're a really hard sell for me. I am not a zombie guy like at all. Don't like The Walking Dead. Um don't really care about like the uh the night of the living dead or 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 any of those movies. There's a few of them that kind of What was the one where they were in the mall? The Zack Snyder one. Oh,
1: uh, Dawn of the
0: Dead. Like I like that one. That one. Day
1: of the Dead. No, Dawn. I think it was Dawn. Yeah,
0: had Ving Rhames in it. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Um, I like Zombieland. Uh, very very picky on my zombie stuff because really the zombies don't matter. Generally speaking. Um, you could, you could interchange the zombies with tigers and get the same essential right. thing. So you have to have characters that matter. And more often than not, when I'm watching a zombie thing, I don't care about the characters yes. and that's really difficult. I don't care if they die. In fact, I root that they die. <laughs> you, you're terrible. Just die and go away. Um, and that can be part of the fun too. Certainly right. is, is wait. How's this guy going to die? Um, uh, but no, zombies are a very tough sell for me. Um, which is, is weird because I'm not writing a zombie comic. Uh, princesses versus zombies that we actually launch on Kickstarter next week.
1: Right. But <laughs> so, but by saying this, you're saying that you're investing in your characters, right? Because you, so that's actually a good thing. You're letting people know that these characters are fully formed. They're not, you're not just using zombies to sell books,
0: right? No, zombies are very much the back burner of, of what this is. Beautiful. And, um, uh, you know, which in, in in most other zombie situations, the zombies are are the thing for for I, zombies are very weird. They're just very weird to me. Um, they don't work. <laughs> Generally <laughs> speaking, they just don't work. Um, and so uh, when, when when I had to figure out, I've, I've been asked over the years, like, hey, you can use like a zombie thing. I'm like, dude, I, I don't, why? Why? Why would I do a zombie thing? Especially with The Walking Dead out. I, the Walking like Dead's that. already it's covered like, it. I feel like go read the walking dead. Right. But it would always put things in my head and I would be asked similar things also like, um, Hey, if you're gonna write like a fantasy book, you know, like a Lord of the Rings type of thing or whatever. And I'm like, you know, that's just not, it's not my genre. It's not what I want to do from a writing standpoint. But like I said, it would put things in my head where I'm like, well, if I were to do it, what would make me do it? Because the old, the old adage is, is you want to write what you would want to read. And so my mind started to try and figure out how would I how would I write a zombie book that I would want to read? How would I write a Lord of the Rings type of book that I would want to read? Because there's really nothing like that on the market. I don't read anything that's like that. So it was it is it is actually fun to kind of challenge yourself to move into uh, a different box, a different sandbox to see if you can figure out a way to play in it or not. Right. And And uh, to make it fresh and make it fresh, make it fun. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And, and so I think princesses versus zombies, I think I figured out a way to not just play in the zombie sandbox, but make it fun, make it different. Um, And uh, uh, you know, the characters that we're going to have are going to be so completely 180 degrees from what you would normally get in a zombie movie that I think it should all play together. And, um, the art that we have is really good. It's really fun. It's not, it's not really super stylized, but it's not super detailed. It falls right in that nice sort of comic book zone of art. So it should be accessible to everybody. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think it'll be fun. I hope it will be fun. So far, so good. You know, we we put out the Antoinette book um just recently and and the reviews on that have been good. So uh, you know, people are people I think are are they get what I do from a writing standpoint and and so hopefully PVZ will uh land there too.
1: I'm sure it will. You you've always done you've always done quality stuff. So if you're writing it, I'm sure it's gonna be awesome.
0: There there it is. That's the quote. That on on my business card, (laughs) just slap it on. Stephanie
1: says, (laughs) I love Dawn of the Dead, the remake. Um, that was really, really good. I'm not typically a zombie person, I did watch uh, The Walking Dead for like the first five seasons, Mm -hmm. but it reached a point for me, um, when they killed off a certain character and the way that they did it it was too much for me because like what happens is i get um because i'm like really emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> i get really like when i read books and i watch tv shows and i get really like i care about these characters like they become important to me i would hope so yeah and so it affects me when things happen to them sure. and i was so invested in this show and i had you know people die all the time on this show but this one particular character it's
0: five years ago you can spoil it
1: it was the way glenn died okay all right. um it was completely horrific and i know it was that way you know it's supposed to be that way i totally understand and i'm not saying they did anything wrong they probably did something right because it affected me so much yeah that i just and i even tried to watch like the next episode or two and i just like it was like that sucked all any enjoyment that I had out of the show because it was for me to say something is horrifying. That is a big (laughs) thing because I can handle anything. I write about anything. The only things I don't like are aliens and that's about it.
0: (laughs) It was, I mean, I I, I was, I watched the walking dead for the first two seasons for sure. And then it kind of into the third and then it just kind of lost me. And I would kind of pick up on things from time to time. I, I would watch it as I'm traveling or whatever. But I did see that. I remember when Negan was being introduced and I was like, okay, let me see what they're going to do with this. And I saw what you're talking about. And I was like, Oh dear God, that was so far over the top. And you're not alone, regardless of your connection to Glenn, just the general audience as a whole. It was very violent and visceral and over the top. It hurt uh, my soul. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not
1: kidding. That was, that was tough, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was it was brutal to watch. Um, And I think that was the point because you 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 wanted to introduce Negan as brutal. Right. Um, But uh, yeah, the, the, the thing with that kept me out of being a Walking Dead fan sort of in the comics and in the TV show is it kind of never let up. You know, it was kind of never, it was always, oh, we kind of got out of that situation, but now, oh my God, we're in a worse situation. Oh, we got out of that station. Oh, it's a worse situation. And it just kept escalating worse versus giving us any breathing time to sort of be like, all right, we've got a, we've got a minute. We're going to, we're going to recoup. We're going to, you know, have some time to ourselves. We're going to, um be people again versus being chased by the zombies or being chased by bad human beings. And the right. walking dead never lets up. It just keeps going and going and going. And which which is funny
1: because there are a lot of people that are like, oh, there's so many episodes that are just like super boring and nothing happens. And I'm like, <laughs> there's always something happening. Here. Sure. I mean something is happening. And,
0: and I don't doubt that there are probably but, slower episodes, you know, but right generally every season is part of a big arc of of hell. Yeah, these characters, which is the point. I mean, it's 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 the point. But I feel like from a storytelling standpoint. Just getting more brutal every time is not proper storytelling. It's like I've been here. I've seen people die. I've seen people get eaten. I've seen people get shot. Is anything good ever going to happen? Like, is there any part of society left in this world that you've built it is actually good or do we have to wait literally until the very last episode to find good you know in the world even right. if you showed us good and we were like oh wow okay good there's there's still something good in the world and then you killed it and took it away at least you showed that yes there are good people there are good situations there are good places hard to find whatever it, it just it the pacing of it just never allowed me to, to maintain an interest. And so that's that's kind of where I fell out.
1: I get that. And later on, um uh even after I stopped watching it or right around when I stopped watching it, there are there is good and there are there are good things. Um but again I in everybody like loves Negan. I think the whole I think the idea of Negan is BS. There's no way one man is gonna get all those people to do all that violent stuff for him and control all that by himself. I'm sorry. To me, it's unrealistic. Love the actor. The character is a great idea, but I think the, ultimately the execution, my suspension of disbelief goes away. Sure. I can't, I, I cause all one person has to do is kill Megan. He's <laughs> one guy, you know, and he's, but, They just don't. And people will argue why they don't. Oh, because somebody has to be in charge and blah, 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 blah. And because people are are still. Okay. I understand that. Um, But still. So, anyway, enough about The Walking Dead. (laughs) Yeah. Move on. I I left that one in the dirt a long time ago. And again, I think it's, uh, I don't want to, like, I really, really loved it. I was obsessed and it was just, it just got too brutal for me. So, I guess, like I said, it's probably what they well, were intending and, and, and even and just to hang on for a, just
0: a second brutal is one thing, but it, most horror movies are brutal in, in a lot of ways, but it's how you present that brutality. It's how you present the violence. And a lot of times violence is campy and goofy and, and you can be like, Oh, look at the blood. But walking dead took the brutality to sort of realistic levels. And um, right. so there was definitely people that couldn't handle that. Part.
1: It made it more personal and more yeah. realistic. And yeah, it was rough, but you know, such, a, such as life hopefully that doesn't happen to any of us in real life <laughs> but oh yeah so um the dead don't die they have the whole reason zombies show up is like a really unique like they have a unique take on it that's good which is really like this could have been it could have been something really cool it but yeah fell flat so like i said band together with some friends chip in a book or not just don't see it i don't care <laughs> either way you're fine
0: all, all, all I see with Adam Driver is Kylo Ren anymore. Anyway, so I think that would be kind of funny, just to watch <laughs> Kylo Ren talking to Bill Murray. That might be worth it just for itself.
1: Well, you know, I'm sure uh, in like another like couple of months, they're going to have clips from it on YouTube of just their conversations, right? And right, you can right. watch it for free.
0: That's true. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> so there you go. We've oh, we've already been talking for 45 minutes.
0: Wow,
1: we're really good at this. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We have big mouths and we talk a lot.
0: Spectacular jibber-jabber skills. I
1: know. We have a lot of... uh, This was completely unscripted,
0: by the way. I mean, we're just sitting here at the table and we're Mm -hmm. like, hey, you want to talk about Godzilla now? Sure. Let's go ahead and record it.
1: Yeah, Godzilla was the only thing that we knew we were going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Because that was mentioned on the last show and I did watch it. I did my homework.
0: And then you just follow that shark hole. I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You see where it leads.
1: Exactly. Oh, (laughs) another movie I saw since, I think, uh, yeah, I think I talked about this on the last show too on uh, the movie Ma Oh, okay um I saw that Because, I again a lot of times i if I miss something in the theater, I don't really do a whole lot on Tuesday. that was the
0: Jennifer Lawrence movie, right
1: uh no that was um that was um, that was mama M- mother. Mother. mother 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 yeah, okay. which I did see um amazingly chaotic, great movie, but it, oh, it's a lot. Your, your brain's going to hurt a little after that one but uh, ma actually turned out to be different than what i had expected um, and it was it it was rather interesting um there were a couple of parts that didn't quite make sense to me but then again i could like i could see what they were doing with it and why they were doing it in the way that they did it i enjoyed it that's one that's a horror movie yeah yes it's like i would call it more of a like a thriller.
0: Sure.
1: Um, more so than a horror movie. And but I think they do consider it a horror movie. Sure. Um, but so if you haven't seen it and you're into like horror slash thriller movies, um I think her name is Octavia Spencer.
0: Oh, sure. Yep. Uh
1: she is it it's nice to see her in a in a different type of role. And this is definitely a different type of role, but she owned it and uh was fantastic and the it was just very different. So, like, look at the commercial or look, uh, do the uh, whole trailer watch and then just don't expect it to be exactly like that. Just okay. that's all. That's my uh, two cents on that one. But I would say it's worth the six dollars to rent on Prime.
0: Cool. Cool. That's,
1: that's how I judge movies. Like, yes, thumbs up for the Prime fee. Mm-hmm. Thumbs down. Don't pay it. Sure. <laughs> Wait till you can torrent that. I mean, no, uh, <laughs> nobody does that. I certainly don't. I actually don't. But.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I, I I complain too much about people torrenting my books. Yeah, that I can't it, torrent anything else. So yeah, I
1: have a hard time with that too. Like, and I, you know, like I used to get music like like uh, online, like a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, because I I always like rationalized that like, oh man, these people are making so much money, and then you hear all these stories about how these people really aren't making that much money, and no. their album sales like that matters like in what they get paid. So it's just like an author. Um, you know, you have to sell X amount of books, you know, in order to get a certain amount of payout. So if they don't sell that amount of books, and you're like, oh, well, I'm just going to go online and, you know, get a bootleg copy or whatever. I mean, I understand that now. When I was younger, I didn't really make that connection. Sure. It was just kind of like, oh, well, they make so much money; they're so rich; they're not going to mind if I download five songs. You right.
0: Know? Right. Right.
1: But you you get older and you learn. Yeah. <laughs> you learn yeah. that it does affect well, people,
0: and and I think that uh, I think a lot of times. You learn when you meet people who are having their stuff torrented because you see them and you're like, oh, yeah, that dude doesn't own a boat and he doesn't have a Lamborghini, uh, you know, even though he makes great stuff. And, you know, part of that is because stuff is I mean, my stuff is torrented thousands upon thousands of times. I have a Google alert and uh, the Google alert pops up for my books. They're like, Oh, Kaiju Epic. And it's on this torrent site. And it's just constant, constant, so constant.
1: So is it like people making PDFs? I mean, basically. Like, like basically scanning your book in. Correct. and Or, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that that was like really, I mean, I can definitely, I mean, people will do anything to get free yep. stuff. So I get that. I didn't realize like comics, like that was a common thing.
0: Sure. Absolutely. I mean,
1: music, TV shows, movies, like I've always, you know, heard about that, but comic books.
0: Yep. Wow. And I remember when it first happened and I first started seeing it. I was pissed. I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" And I started to chase down these sites, like you know, trying to get them. You take it down. It's you know, whatever, blah blah blah. And uh, it's really hard to do. Um, And the problem is, is even if you can get it taken down in one spot, the internet is infinite, and there's a dozen other places that are going to post it up. And so I had other people in the industry saying, like, "Look, dude, there's really nothing you can do about this. And uh, you can either spend time on it, and and you know." essentially waste time on it or you can just accept that there at least are people out there reading it. Even if you're not paying for it, they're at least reading it. They're enjoying it. They know what it is. Right. Um, and maybe
1: in the future they'll buy a book and hopefully hopefully if
0: it becomes a TV show or a movie or whatever, you, you get it, you get that back in a different way. Um, and I, I, it was a hard pill to swallow Yeah. and, uh, uh, I still struggle with it, but, um, You know, it is what it is. But the reality is is that, yeah, torrenting and bootlegging stuff. um, It absolutely pulls money away from the people who are not living in Beverly Hills.
1: Right. And just to be clear (laughs) for anybody listening, making comics is people who make comics aren't rolling in it at all. I mean, the only thing I'm rolling in is dog hair because I have three dogs, (laughs) Um, you know, so definitely, you know, support people that you respect and love their work by actually buying their work please 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 do not torrent work from people just across the board but especially you know with independent creators we're you know a lot of times we're putting our own money into this oh and most times yeah it, even you know even people that use kickstarter they're still out of pocket expect- like this is not you don't get into comics to be rich you know, you get into it for the passion and the love. So show that love back to people and spend the three to five dollars on their regular issue, you know, of a comic. It's not a lot of money and you're getting a lot of But they cost a lot to make. So sure, yeah. for, for five bucks, you're getting you're getting a deal. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just and, throwing that out yeah, there. Yeah. And it, once you buy it, feel free to share it. I mean, that happens all the time. Oh, you know? well, yeah. I back mean, in the day, we'd buy, yeah, we'd buy, you know, we would buy cassette albums and stuff and we'd share them with our our friends and stuff, but uh, you know, to just take even away that initial $5 sale, you know, you do it a thousand times. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's
1: a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And you know, granted it is harder. I think for, with some people who don't have as far of a reach or if they don't have like a web store where you can like buy their stuff, whatever. Like, so I think that that makes it more difficult, but like you have a web store, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. And I'm, small potatoes and I have a web store you can set it up for free I mean it's so indie creators make sure you have a web store so that you can always have product available for people because that will also help yeah you know if
0: you're not available in stores you need to have a place where people can get your stuff without You know, being a convention appearance,
1: oh right, and I mean comicsology. You can get you know sure digital, yeah, digital is a great way to go. A lot of people are into digital comics, um, so that's always a great thing to do. You submit it and you get accepted, and then people just buy it. It's great. It's you know, I've made a decent amount of sales on there, so sure, uh, yeah. Didn't mean to get all into the comic book talk, (laughs) like, but we, you know, that counts. It's pop culture, yeah, it is, and you know, we're we're kind of winding down here on the show anyway, so um. Yeah, we're hanging out here at Comics and War in Madison Heights with uh well Chris Brown has left the building for now, but um he's been nice enough to let us BS in the back of the store and sell our wares, as it were. Absolutely. So we want to give a big, big shout out to Comics and More. They have an awesome selection here. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, Chris is awesome and let us hang out here. They actually have a really, really good selection, um, especially of independent comics, which uh, they carry uh, Tom's comics here. They carry uh, my, uh, one or two of mine here, um, a lot of SourcePoint Press um, and a lot of, you know, just like your independent uh books that you can't find in other places so definitely if you're in the area come check them out um there was like i walked in today to set up my table and there was like 10 people like just bam like right here at noon like people are 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 with it here yeah i love it i I like to see comic book shops doing well and that to me looked like things are going pretty good so yay for that
0: well yeah and chris has never uh chris has never shied away from the indie scene Oh uh, yeah. He's no, been he's a supporter of ours forever. So Yeah, he's um, always
1: been super supportive. Yep. He's such a he's he's an awesome dude. And uh Harold, the shop dog, is usually here. He's not here right now, um, because Chris isn't, but maybe I'll get to see him before I leave. Fingers crossed. He's a really cute pup, so you get to pet a dog when you come in too. <laughs> It's not a bad thing. Um, so, yeah, we will be back in two weeks and we haven't decided what we're talking about yet. So
0: who knows? It's a mystery. It's a mystery is. to us. It's a mystery to you. It's it's what's in the box. <laughs> <You know. laughs> exactly.
1: So until next time, uh, keep being awesome and we will talk to you soon.